and welcome to UX Shortcast. Every day, I handpick the hottest articles from the last 24 hours to bring you the coolest and most exciting updates. Get ready for a quick yet catchy snapshot of what's new and buzzing in user experience. Ready to get inspired? Let's jump in. Today, on January 9th, I have the pleasure of inviting you to another episode of UX Shortcast. In article number one, titled Department of No, Megan Rashid discusses the delicate balance data professionals must strike when responding to business enthusiasm for projects that are not currently feasible. The article opens with a scenario where a business leader, inspired by competitors' successes with machine learning, requests similar models for their stagnating market segment. The data expert, after assessing the situation, realizes that the current data and technology infrastructure cannot support such a project, leading to a disheartened no. Rashid emphasizes that while it's crucial to decline non-strategic or out-of-scope requests to protect data teams from unimpactful work, the manner of refusal is equally important. The article suggests that non-technical stakeholders often approach with case studies that highlight the benefits of technical solutions, but may lack a full understanding of the feasibility. Rashid's piece in UX Collective ultimately underscores the need for data professionals to communicate rejections thoughtfully, preserving the relationship and collaboration between technical and non-technical members of an organization. In article number two titled The Buzzwordification of Co-Design, Sahibzada Mayed explores the growing trend of co-design in the design community and its potential pitfalls. Co-design is lauded for its ability to foster collaboration and drive social change. But Mayed warns that it risks becoming a buzzword that reproduces existing power dynamics, such as whiteness and coloniality, rather than truly democratizing design processes. Mayed argues that co-design's history is often misrepresented as a Eurocentric concept that emerged from Scandinavian trade unions, ignoring its deeper roots in community-driven practices. Victor Udowewa's work is cited to emphasize that participatory design has always been integral to communities, and there is no single point of origin. The article highlights the illusion of shared power in co-design, critiquing the practice of hiring external experts who are disconnected from the communities they serve. Mayad calls for a revaluation of co-design to ensure it genuinely honors the spaces and people it aims to engage, rather than reinforcing existing hierarchies. In article number three, titled The Rise of the Full-Stack Designer, Megan Ung explores the evolving landscape of design and development. She reflects on her previous experiences with no-code tools and how the industry has advanced since her article in November 2021. The article discusses the shift from the traditional team approach to building a tech product, which typically included a founder, a designer, and a developer, to a more streamlined process where a single individual can fulfill all these roles. This change has been facilitated by the growth of no-code technologies, enabling designers to not only envision and design but also build and launch their own applications. And suggests that UX designers, with their deep understanding of user needs, are well-positioned to become founders of their own tech solutions, provided they have a compelling idea. The article implies that the barriers to entry for creating tech products are lowering, empowering designers to become full-stack and potentially successful solopreneurs. In article number four, titled Designing for Privacy, Spotify-Wrapped UX, Naming Design Tokens, the UX Collective delivers a wealth of curated resources for designers to ponder and utilize. The piece opens with a compelling discussion on the importance of privacy in design, challenging the common notion of 
I've got nothing to hide, and urging designers to lead with privacy and mint, as we're not just designing for our selves, but for a broader audience with diverse concerns. The article then highlights editor picks, featuring insights on learning UX from urban planners, adopting a UX foxhog approach to stay versatile in design, understanding the balance between simplicity and designing for people and the planet, and a critique on Samsung's misleading use of fake moon photos. Further, it delves into thought-provoking concepts like the digital native's theory of being online, the lack of ambient co-presence in digital interactions, and the correlation between worry and work impact. Lastly, the article showcases little gems and tools for designers, including an analysis of Japan's unique UX design culture, a UX review of Spotify Wrapped, and the intricacies of naming design tokens for clarity and consistency. It concludes by inviting readers to support the newsletter in various ways. In The Highly Sensitive Designer, article number five, John Upshaw explores a unique personality type within the design community that may be more prevalent than we realize. This individual, characterized by high sensitivity, possesses a blend of talents and an introverted nature. Upshaw references Elaine N. Aron's work to highlight how sensitivity intertwines with creativity, forming a harmonious relationship that enables these designers to deeply understand and interpret the world around them. This acute sensitivity, while an asset, can also present challenges, particularly in group settings where the stimulation from multiple voices can be overwhelming. Despite this, the highly sensitive designer holds a superpower in their ability to offer original nuanced solutions, making them invaluable in a workplace that values diverse perspectives and innovative problem-solving. In article number six titled, Embracing the Absurd in Your Design Practices, Karina Chow urges designers to rediscover authenticity and unconventional thinking in a world where design often falls prey to sameness and scalability. The piece reflects on the design thinking ideology, which has been widely adopted for its user-centric approach to problem-solving through six phases. Empathize, define, ideate, prototype, test, and implement. Chow highlights that while Diesigen thinking is a powerful tool, its effectiveness has waned as companies rush through the process, particularly the ideation phase, which is crucial for innovative design. The article calls for a return to the roots of design thinking, emphasizing the importance of spending adequate time on divergent thinking exercises to truly understand users and generate creative solutions. In article number seven, titled Developers Stop the Embarrassment, Daniel Berryhill provides a candid walkthrough on how to address common accessibility issues highlighted in the WebAIM's Million Report for 2023. The report, which evaluates the accessibility of the top million homepages, reveals widespread shortcomings. Berryhill urges developers to use WebAIM's Wave tool to test their sites and offers practical advice for improvement. One key issue he focuses on is low-contrast text, a frequent barrier for users with visual impairments. Berryhill demonstrates how developers can quickly check and correct color contrast issues using built-in browser tools like those in Chrome or Edge. By right-clicking to inspect an element and examining the Styles tab, developers can identify non-compliant colors and find compliant alternatives, enhancing the site's accessibility. Berryhill's guidance aims to elevate website accessibility standards, ensuring a more inclusive web experience for all users. In the thought-provoking article number eight titled, what the Borough Percent Dan W. SAG, Kevin Muldoon delves into the shortcomings of the current WCAG 2.X color contrast guidelines. 
For 16 years, these standards have been pivotal for ensuring color contrast accessibility, yet they've been criticized for not being perceptually uniform, leading to poor contrast choices. Color scientist Andrew Summers highlighted these issues and developed the Accessible Perceptual Contrast Algorithm, APCA, which is set to be part of the upcoming WSAG 3.0. Muldoon, with his hands-on experience as a color mechanic, supports the APCA's Aper Oach, which differs from WCAG by considering density as contrast. He explains how APCA integrates with design systems through Tier 2 tokens, which adapt to contexts like dark mode, aligning with APCA's more accurate standards. The article doesn't detail APCA's usage, but emphasizes its potential to improve color contrast accessibility significantly. In My UX Good Resolution for 2024, article number 9, Retta Atarsa shares a refreshing perspective on setting New Year's resolutions that bring joy, rather than feeling like obligations. Retta emphasizes the importance of incorporating pleasure into both personal and professional goals, Personally, Rita plans to indulge in hobbies like drawing and cooking international dishes, while professionally, the focus is on learning 3D design and training in accessible interface design. With Apple's upcoming mixed-reality headset launch, Retta sees an opportunity to delve into 3D interface design, anticipating its broader application beyond VR, such as in gaming and everyday technology interactions. To achieve this, Retta plans to master 3D software like Blender or Unreal Engine, and experiment with designing for curved screens in Figma. Furthermore, Retta is committed to specializing in accessible interface design, recognizing that solutions for disabled users often lead to broader innovations. This dual approach to resolutions aims to advance Retta's UX career while ensuring the process remains enjoyable and fulfilling. In article number 10, titled Our Diminishing Pride as Designers, Michael F. Buckley laments the loss of joy and pride in the design profession. He reminisces about a time when design was a creative and free-spirited endeavor, filled with a sense of accomplishment. Buckley criticizes the current state of the industry as being too rigid and formulaic, heavily influenced by the UX-UI movement's focus on research and methodologies, which he feels has stripped away the vibrancy of design. He also expresses concern about the rise of AI in design, fearing it will further detach designers from the hands-on, intimate process they once cherished. Despite understanding the reasons behind these changes, Buckley is left feeling sad and unmotivated about the future, questioning whether there's a place for the traditional, passionate approach to design in the coming years. In the article Farewell Envision Shutting Down This Year, article number 11, we learn the poignant news that Envision, once a pioneering design company, is set to close by the end of 2024. CEO Michael Shankman announced the shutdown on the company blog, signaling the end of their design collaboration services, including popular tools like prototypes and DSM. Envision's journey began with a focus on prototyping, but the landscape shifted with the arrival of Figma, which offered integrated UI design and prototyping. Despite Envision's efforts to innovate with freehand, it was eventually overtaken by Miro, which acquired and had further plans for the tool. The article highlights that InVision's closure is a result of several factors. A lack of comprehensive features in DSM, poor integration with Sketch, and the addition of unwanted features that complicated the app. InVision's decline serves as a reminder of the fast-evolving design industry, and the company's farewell message encourages users to continue pushing forward in the field. Enterprise customers will receive support during the transition. 
while other users can continue using InVision until the closure, with the option to migrate their work to Miro for free. In Unlocking the Secrets of National Cultures, Article Number 12, we embark on an insightful journey through Hofstede's cultural dimensions, a concept pivotal for understanding cultural diversity in the workplace. The article, a synthesis of Divine Agodzo's research, is rejuvenated by Reda Atarsa, highlighting the framework developed by Geert Hofstede. Originating from his 1970s research at IBM Europe, Hofstede identified six dimensions that articulate the invisible threads of national cultures, power distance reflecting the acceptance of hierarchical structures, and uncertainty avoidance, indicating a culture's tolerance for ambiguity. These dimensions are essential for UX professionals to grasp the nuanced fabric of cultural values and behaviors, enabling them to design experiences that resonate across diverse user bases. In article number 13, titled, My Favorite UX Design Workbooks, Develop Your Skills by Solving Exercises, Christina Zarovay explores how workbooks can effectively bridge the gap between design theory and practice for UX designers. She introduces a curated list of her favorite workbooks that offer practical exercises to enhance UX skills. The list includes Design Challenges Workbook by Supercharged Design, which provides 15 detailed challenges across various platforms, and Design the App from Scratch by Boyan Novakovic and Mikhail Filipiuk, a comprehensive guide to app design covering both UX and UI aspects. Saravai also highlights the Figmaster plugin by Matt Weirs-Bicky, a Figma-based workbook to build design systems, and solving product design exercises by Artyom Dashinsky, which focuses on a systematic approach to design challenges. Additionally, Saravai shares her own contributions, the Sketching for UX Designers workbook for practicing drawing and the 100-day-long UX Visual Library Building Challenge to build a habit of sketching. She concludes by inviting readers to suggest other workbooks that could be featured in her article. Thank you for listening, and I invite you to another dose of knowledge tomorrow.